0: What makes me most, the most proud is I'll hear my wife talking on the phone with somebody, talking about, you better get off that meat. You know, you better. <laughs> now, now she talking to people, right? Now she, people that she know is, is going vegan. You know what I'm saying? So she, she turned into.
1: And that my friends was the Vegan Monk. I'm Joshua Black, the Urban Black Vegan This is episode two of Think About That. Now, before we even get started, let me just lay some groundwork on this particular conversation with the vegan monk. We go in, he talks about everything from challenges to triumphs. He's a father, he's a husband, he is a pro bodybuilder, he's 49 years old. And he didn't really get into veganism and bodybuilding until he was in his until he was in his 40s. It's an amazing story. It's inspirational, it's uplifting, and it gives hope to who thinks they can't turn their life around, who believes that it's a little bit too late. The vegan monk is doing incredible things. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. Unfortunately, the audio cut off before we were f- before we were finished. That's okay. I did not want to re-record this interview because I found out after I spoke to the Vegan Monk what had happened because I thought it was just so good. So I want to share I want to share this first part of our conversation and what I'll do is bring the Vegan Monk back for part 2 of this conversation. But for now, enjoy the conversation with The Vegan Monk. When you think vegan and then you think bodybuilders, sometimes that messes people's heads up and they can't really wrap their head around that because as you already know, the bodybuilding world doesn't look kindly to vegans. They don't, well, and that's probably because they don't understand it. So let's talk about how you got into it and were you doing the bodybuilding thing prior to being, being vegan or was the vegan thing what led you into bodybuilding? How did you get oh, where you okay. are? That's, that's basically uh, what I'm saying. How did you even get into the vegan piece? Because I know your story is a little different from most. And then how did you find your way into bodybuilding?
0: The vegan thing, I didn't even know what a vegan was until about six years ago. I was on a real destructive path in my life. And about 10 years ago, I, I, had, I was showing signs that I was killing myself with my lifestyle. And I needed to do something different. I had to make a decision whether I was going to go ahead and die. My daughter had just been born. Uh, my youngest uh, child stopped doing or living the way I was living. So that happened about 10 years ago. So uh, I went to a party one night and the next day I was like, that, that's it. You got to stop now. So I stopped doing the things I was doing that was killing myself. Then I, I had to figure out how to deal with my my mind because that was my crutch. So now that I don't have my crutch, what am I going to do? I've already tried. uh, I was raised in organized religion, and and I think that was one of the reasons why I I ran to the streets. Is because I I lived in fear so much, as far as you know. If you don't, you're walking on eggshells. You're going to go to hell if you do this. You're going to go to hell if you do that. I said, well, if I'm going to go there anyways, I might as well do it on my own terms. So that happened in my early teens, and and from that time, I, you know, selling drugs, drinking. Violent the whole the whole nine and I was living that lifestyle for about 20 years and then it got to the point where uh, I was getting ready to check out so I had to make a decision to live so I tried meditation because that's the only thing I, I that's the only thing I thought that was left I said I, I tried everything else nothing else was working for me and I just looked it up and I sat down well long story short about three years into my meditation I'm still sober. Uh, my perceptions are starting to change. I'm starting to, to, to live a different way. I'm still going through my struggles, but you know, things are, are, it, I'm, things are shifting. And about three years in, I'm eating a vegetarian omelet and I don't know why I didn't want no, any meat or, you know, bacon or anything with my vegetarian omelet. And a friend of mine asked me, are you a vegetarian? And then something happened with that question where I just said, yes. I turned vegetarian that day from that question. And the crazy part about it is I didn't even know why I said it, but I knew I was never going to eat meat again. Now, at this time, I didn't, I didn't uh, know what a vegan was. I thought it was some type of religion or something. I had no idea what a vegan was. So as soon as I left that, that, that meal, I started looking up vegetarian bodybuilding because the, the, the myth is if you don't eat meat. You're going to get skinny and look you know, like a long-distance runner. And still the matter is most vegans aren't interested in building muscle. That's right. not their thing. Right. They're trying to save other beings. They're trying to save the planet. They have other things that are more important to them than hitting the gym, throwing up with sports and things like that. The the vegans that do want their body to, to respond that way and do hit the gym. A vegan diet, the body takes a vegan diet in like high quality gasoline. Mm. Pre- so you want to be the best athlete, Serena Williams. Yes. You want to power a lifter. You know, it's Kendrick Ferris. Right. If you want to be a top-notch athlete like all these pro athletes that are, are now switching to the being dying, you're gonna be the best at it. That's the best fuel for our bodies. So going forward, after I, I, I decided to be a vegetarian, I looked it up. Why did I do this? Why did I say this and, and why do I know that I'm not gonna ever eat meat again? This happened over six years ago, maybe seven maybe 70. Well, what it told me, I was being reconnected to all life and I didn't want to do, do harm to any other beings. And then I thought about that. I said, well, that makes sense because if I had to kill it myself, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't be able to do it. I've always been a compassionate person, even when I was doing wrong, even when I was breaking laws, even when I was being violent, I always knew that the things I was doing was not me. So when I got reconnected, And really started moving back to who I really am, uh, reconnected to the source, I started living how I was feeling. They started to match up, right? So the reason why I was doing what I was doing when I was living the other way is because there was inner conflict because I knew that wasn't me and I was living something that didn't match up with who I was. So when they started to match up, that's when my life started to change. So going forward, I, I became vegan because I found out the process of the eggs and the milk, and, and I didn't even realize I was wearing an animal's skin. And the whole thing just blew. It's like the Matrix. Once you find out the truth, it just blows your mind, yes. right? It's like, this is going in, on in front of me, and I've been a part of this for 30, 40 years. Yes. I, how did this happen? How come I didn't see it? Well, I was unconscious, and I was conditioned. And when you're in that state, you can't see anything. You can't see what, what's right in front of your face. So once I seen this process, doing research and looking things up, and I didn't realize how bad the meat was for your body. I didn't realize, realize how bad milk was for your body. None of this stuff. This, all this stuff I learned after the fact. So going forward, I, I started really to feel strongly about this, this vegan thing, and it just made sense for my life. And, and through my meditation, this was all lining up. It, it felt right, jeff Palmer this is how I got into it. I always was in the gym, but I wasn't competing so at age forty five jeff Palmer the uh owner of clean machine, hits me up on the in, uh, on a direct message and says do you what do how do you feel about supplements and do you want to get sponsored and I was like, what kind of question is that you know <laughs> like what do I'm, you mean I'm, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying is that even a question so I had not body i didn't even know what I didn't even know what physique bodybuilding was. I didn't know they had had no interest in it. All I remember about bodybuilding back in the day is like, uh, uh, Lee Haney and, you know, Schwarzenegger and all these, I didn't even know the new bodybuilders, you know, I heard of Ronnie Coleman, but I wasn't the I still am not the type of dude that watches bodybuilding competitions. Right. It's just not my thing. Right. I thought they didn't, I didn't know they had natural federations where you get tested uh, you know, drug tested. I just thought it was all that, you know, big, huge steroid HGH taken, taken dude. So five weeks after he put me on the team, I was in Texas on stage. That's how my bodybuilding career started. And that was about four years ago. And then since then, I have picked up a few pro cards and, uh, I don't know if I really love doing it or to
1: win. Look, I'm I'm competing against guys that are twenty something years old, right? Thirty years old. I said, can we talk huh? about the fact that you're that like you're not twenty years old, despite you might look like it, but you're not twenty years old, and you're competing against guys who are twenty. How is that dynamic yeah, when you're when you're in these when you're in these competitions and they find out? The age, all ages, because that's the biggest category.
0: Uh, You got Masters, which which I do Masters too, and that could be from 40 and up, 45 and up. But I always do the open, and all my pro cards that I got, I got beating these young kids as a vegan and as a person that's almost 50. So that's telling them right there, maybe I'm doing something wrong.
1: Let me ask you, when they find out your age, after you win and they find out your age, how curious are they after that? Do they are they approaching you, asking you questions, or what? What happens? Yeah, yeah. They, you know, you know what the first
0: question is. I ain't even got to tell you what the first question is. What <laughs> is? Where do you get your protein? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And just, and just like them, I didn't know that vegetables had so much protein. Right. Because right. Because the narrative for the industry is every all protein is meat. Yes. Get your protein. Every time you hear protein, there's going to be meat attached to that. I didn't realize that all protein initially comes from plants. Yes. And then we eat animals to get the protein from the plants. So all this stuff that I learned after the fact, I'm just like, they do a great job at hiding it from us. Yes. They do a, they, the industry does a great job of just keeping it under wraps. Right. So they can make their money and kill us at the same time. So it's up for people like yourself and for me to get that information out there. Because if I would have heard this information 20 years ago.
1: You would have been killing the game. I would have listened. Yeah, but you know, you would have been killing the game 20 years ago. You would have been killing the game 20 years ago if you knew all this information now. Absolutely. But the great thing about it is the word is getting out and it's
0: getting out fast. Mm. Because like yourself the information is hitting the streets full speed. Veganism, I think grew 700% last year. I mean, uh, especially in in black communities, we we are starting to wake up. We're not eating slave food anymore. It's really amazing to see the, the 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 things that are happening right now.
1: All right, let's talk let's talk a little bit more about the um the bodybuilding because like I know there are people who are very very interested or curious what is the preparation leading up to like a competition? Like how strict is your diet leading up to a competition? Does it take another level when you decide that you're going to do a competition like the prep, like a six week out prep? Like what, how, what is the next level as far as preparing for a bodybuilding competition? Like the ones so, you've won. Well, I'm going to give you a
0: little breakdown
1: as far as my diet goes right now.
0: so, now, Five or six days out of the week, I do intermittent fasting. I eat only from 12 to eight. My first meal is always fruit. Could be five different types of fruit. My second meal is usually beans, rice, avocado, something like that. I eat nuts and seeds, and then I eat my greens and whatever's, whatever's for dinner. Then I also, during the uh, competition season, I supplement as well. So. The biggest difference between my competition prep, and people get mad at me because there's like, you know, some people six months out, there's dieting and doing stuff like that. So I just eat mostly raw during my prep and I eliminate sugars, extra sugars, any oils or any fats. I mean, any ba- you know, I eliminate, I cut down on my fats, so not as much peanut butter or you know things, things like that. I don't really tweak my diet that much. That's usually my diet all the time, except for when I'm not on competition. I'm gonna eat some extra. My wife likes donuts, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> or chips, or you know some of the right, extra right. stuff. So I clean it up and get it strict. So I also during my build, my bulk- bulking phase, I just eat more calories, right? Mm. So when it's time to cut, I usually start cutting about six weeks. That's it. About six weeks out. I tighten it up and then my my training changes a little bit. I'm hitting burpees and stairs about five or six times a week. So I'll go to the gym for an hour. I do hour of weight training and then I'll do 100 burpees in 10 minutes and then I'll walk on the stairs for 20. So that'll be an hour, hour and a half. And a lot of times that's on a fast on a fast Mm. where I, I haven't eaten Gotcha. So what happens is when you do that, when you hit the weights first, you're already in fat burning mode, and then you do some hit cardio, and then you walk them stairs, and it's just all the energy that you need is getting pulled from your fat. So within six weeks, I can drop
1: uh, you know several percentages of body fat just doing that. Nice, nice. Okay, okay. Um, let me ask you this. Now, since you've been doing this, you've been on this vegan journey, how has this affected your family, like your immediate family? How has it affected your family, and what has been the response from family and friends? Well, when I first started, and she
0: was my girlfriend at the time, but my wife now, we were both eating meat. Everybody, I didn't know a vegan. <laughs> I didn't I didn't even know a vegan. So everybody was eating meat. So when this happened to me, and I was just in the early stages of my... um. Meditation. So I still was like the angry black man. I was still short. I was still trying to figure things out. I was still had a lot of anxiety, you know, trying to figure out, you know, how I could tame my mind and my thoughts, right? So I was still in this process, still meditating every day, and things are changing. But you know, in order to to, to clean all this stuff out, it's a process. In, in order to to get to that peaceful place, it's a process. You have to keep working. You can't, you know, just like if you're way overweight, you just don't start working out. And a week later, you're you're on stage, you know, bodybuilding. It's a process. So my inner work was a process as well. And I was dealing with a lot of emotional things and, uh, you know, stuff like, you know, my father getting killed when I was little. You know, just the whole grown up thing, you know, welfare, just like a lot of stuff that I wasn't dealing with in the past had to all be dealt with. And I think that's the reason why I was drinking and doing the stuff I was doing because I didn't want to deal with, deal with these things. So once I meat got removed, I came to the house and called up uh, my girlfriend, now wife. I said, "Yeah, I'm I'm done eating meat." She, I think I don't even know if she laughed at me <laughs> or what, and said, "You know, do whatever you want to do. I'm still gonna eat mine, whatever you know, whatever it is." But I think she thought it was just some like some temporary thing, right? Mm. And I you, she realized it wasn't. But I think I did vegetarian for a couple of years until the, the whole egg and cheese thing and everything else threw me off. And I was like, I can't do that either. But she would fix me meals when I, we were together, obviously leaving the meat out. So she was getting used to eating things without meat in it already. But she still was like, no. Nah, I'm eating crab. I'm eating this. I'm eating that. You know, the uh, she ate every every type of meat there was, and I kept going. And the conviction I felt, I didn't. I got to the point where I didn't even want to see it. Mm. One time, she asked me to make her a turkey burger because that used to be my things. I used to eat turkey burgers. Right. And I used to eat chick. Those were my two meats that I ate. Two animals, two beings that I used to eat all the time. So she asked me to make her a turkey burger, and man, when I tell you, I started making the patty with my hand and i you know smashed it down in my hand and i felt something when i tell you i felt the energy and then i looked down wow. and i see the blood and i was like this never again i can never make this for you again so it was getting to that point where it was just so real to me that i was like some some gotta give i can't I can't see this. I can't even look at it in the refrigerator. I can't look at it in the freezer. It started to turn into like I'm looking at body human body parts <laughs> that's that that's mm-hmm. what it started to get to. I was so connected to beings, living beings that everybody was important to me and right. the beings were important to me and seeing this thing man just made me feel crazy. I can't even walk by the meat aisle now without feeling a certain way right it's It's, it's unbelievable, so we got to the point where. I was just like, look, I'm not telling you I'm going to leave you, (laughs) but I'm telling you I don't know what's going to happen because it's a core belief to me, and I I think it's wrong. It would be like having a, a, you being a drug counselor and and your wife is smoking crack in the house.
1: Yes. You know what I'm saying? It
0: just,
1: it can't, it can't. It can't coexist. It's like they can't share that, those beliefs can't share the same space.
0: Right. Exactly. You're exactly right. And it got so strong to me. I I had a talk with her and she was kind of looked at me and was like, I knew this. She said, I knew this was coming. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm thinking to myself, you knew it was coming because you you see how you see how I'm living. And and what I'm saying, you know, when I talk to people, because I'm already I never was the judgy vegan or anything like that. I was always just giving information because I know I was in the same place and all I wanted, all I needed was information and someone who gave me the information, but no one ever did. I had to I get it myself. So she goes, okay, well, and I said, I don't want you to do it because I'm, I don't, I'm not forcing you to do anything. This is your decision, but I'm just telling you, I don't know what I'm going to do with, with whatever decision you make. So she started on she, she started as a vegetarian. and But before that, my daughter kept asking me, Daddy, why do you meditate all the time? Daddy, how come you don't eat meat? And I would just tell her. I didn't tell her anything violent or crazy. i just tell her the reasons why I didn't do these things. And she was just like, okay. And then she'd go on about a business. At this time, Tammy and her were still eating whatever they were eating. But so Ishiana... Her mother lives in San Jose, and I get a call from her mother, and her mother says, well, why is Ishiana pulling her meat off her food? (laughs) I said, I said, I don't know, but yeah, I I can dig it, right? And she said, well, because her mom's cool, she said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and roll with this for a minute, and, you know, thinking it's a bad or a phase, Right. Not it wasn't a fad or a phase. My daughter is so connected and she gets it and she's actually more of an advocate than I am. Wow. She four years, going on five, she started at six years old, made the choice herself. And on top of that, now her mother doesn't eat meat. So oh, the man turned the mother out because the mother had to look at the information for her and then realize, wow. This is what it's all about, right? So she seen the truth, trying to you know get a, a diet going to, for, for our daughter. So now my wife, and then after that, soon my wife went vegetarian and then went vegan. So everybody in my immediate circle is is they're all vegans now.
1: That's Joe. I mean, uh, that that is absolute absolutely amazing. You mean just from what you have done, you have affected, you have touched people in such a way that they've changed their thought. They're actually awake. They see things. That's, that's an amazing story. That's an amazing story. And that's without being preachy. That's just living your life out loud. Just doing what you do, you have changed people's heart and mind, hearts and minds. Man, that's, that's commendable, man. I, I mean, I, I congratulate you on the bodybuilding piece. But I think a bigger thing that you've done for the for the planet is affect change. You've been a change agent with people around you, man, because you're saving other lives, animals and their lives, and the list goes on and on for generations with your daughter. It's amazing. It, we all part of the change, you know? And what makes me most the most proud
0: is I'll hear my wife talking on the phone with somebody talking about, you better get off that meat. You know, you better... <laughs> Now, now she talking to people, right? Now she, people that she knows is is going vegan. You know what I'm saying? So she, she turned into like kind of hesitant about the whole
1: thing. So yeah, guys, that's where the audio just stopped. It just stopped recording. I wasn't aware of it. It just stopped right there, but that's okay. Because like I said at the beginning of this episode that I'm going to bring the vegan monk back so he can finish the conversation It just, it even gets better. I can't wait for you to hear it. So in a later episode, we're going to bring the Vegan Monk back for conversation part two. So until then, guys, make sure that you follow me on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. You can find me all over the place. Everything is Urban Black Vegan feel free to drop me an email if you have an idea of a person you would like for me to bring on the show or you have an idea for the show or you just have some feedback make sure you subscribe and um thanks thanks for hanging in there with me as i continue to try to figure out this new format of podcasting i'm really excited and i hope you enjoyed the show i hope you got as much out of it as i did so until next time be good Peace.